Changes underway in Afghanistan as U.S. and NATO forces hand over more control to the Afghan military, the latest on the troop drawdown. Plus, a crash investigation. Investigators search for the cause of a deadly plane crash near a California Navy base. And Search and Rescue will show you how the Marine Corps and the Air Force are working together to strengthen their interoperability. Welcome to DoD News Now. I'm Master Sergeant Lisa Carlson. We begin in Afghanistan, where the drawdown of U.S. and NATO forces continues. General John Campbell, commander of International Security Assistance Force, says Afghans understand change is underway with more to come. They know that we're going down to reduced levels. The numbers we're going to have here in country, both for the U.S. and for the international community, much lower than we were. And that's evidenced by the number of cops and fobs out there that we, have, that we don't have anymore, that we've turned back over. I think the other thing, loud and clear, that I get from the people is that there's a strong message to the Taliban and to the insurgents, and that is that, hey, look, the international community is here. You can't continue to say that this is not a sovereign country, you know, and, you, and what you're doing now is you're fighting your own people. Ninety percent of the uh, civilian casualties here, over 90 percent, 94, 95 percent, are caused by the insurgents and the Taliban. They're killing their own women and children. And so that message out there uh, is absolutely got to resonate, and President Ghani has put that message out. He's reached out and continue to reach out, but he understands also that uh, they can't continue to fight. They, if they want to be part of the process here in the future of Afghanistan, then they gotta, they got to lay down their arms. The signing of the bilateral security agreement is accelerating plans for the end of Operation Enduring Freedom and the start of resolute support. And years of fighting shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder in Afghanistan has strengthened the interoperability of NATO forces. Our Gail McCabe sat down with the top military commander at NATO, General Philip Breedlove, to talk about the lessons learned. I would say nearly seamlessly the air capability, and that's more than just air forces, that's the ground air capability, the air and the naval air capability of our alliance, has learned to work almost seamlessly with the ground to put together an intelligence picture, precision targeting, and then precision firing effects on the ground. Our interoperability to do this very complex kill chain is the highest it's ever been. In fact, I would say that our tactics, techniques, and procedures are probably the best they've ever been. Focused on coin, where I think we need to work now is that same level of capability as we focus on Article 5 more high-end kinetic fights. My vision of interoperability, my vision for tactics, techniques, and procedures for the future is take what we have learned in COIN and we're dang good at it and now transfer it over to our ability to do that more high-end kinetic Article 5 fight. NATO is involved in a series of exercises in Europe where interoperability is a training goal. And turning to California, where the FAA is investigating a deadly plane crash near Point Mugu Naval Base. The lone person aboard died when an ATAC Hawker Hunter aircraft went down Wednesday evening in a field. According to Naval Base Ventura County's Facebook page, the aircraft was making its final approach when the crash occurred. A spokesperson for the Ventura County Fire Department also confirmed the fatality via Twitter. 
Meanwhile, training continues at Camp Pendleton for Marine pilots with Marine Light Attack Helicopter Squadron 267 and Air Force pilots with the 34th Weapon Squadron. Commanders say the exercise helps improve interoperability between the two branches. We're out here as part of the Weapons Schools integration phase and we're working with HMLA 267 in order to conduct uh, joint training. So working on integrated fires in an urban environment as well as combat search and rescue scenarios. This is part of regular training that we've been conducting with HMLA 267. So we work with them uh, as part of both our area training phase. So we're familiar with a, a lot of the pilots in the squadron. And then uh, this is the first time in a couple of years that we've come out here to uh, to actually work on Camp Pendleton. So this is at the tail end of our Air Force Weapons School syllabus. So our students become a expert in employing the HH-60 Golf in a joint environment. What I took away is that it makes it easier when I do need to work with them. Uh, I understand more of their terminology. I know where they're coming from. I know how they plan. So that when they tell me to do something, and it's in the heat of the moment, I understand better what they're trying to ask me to do because we kind of speak a different language being from a different branch. I think it's quality training. Helps uh, expand everybody's horizons, seeing how people do things differently. Um, the Air Force trains to a different standard, but we all work towards the same goal. And that's it for this edition of DoD News Now. I'm Master Sergeant Lisa Carlson. For more news and information, check out the DoD Facebook page or find us on Twitter. Until next time... We'll see you online.